0: my soul.
1: Good evening church family A couple announcements before we have our devotional Um, As a reminder, uh, there's a sign-up sheet on the four-year board For the Centerville Church of Christ Bible Bowl That is March 6th through the 8th Um, we're doing the book of Genesis 1 through 25. It is the New King James Version. Uh, this Bible Bowl is for adults and also kids. Um, it's, teams are set up that way. So, Rick, you can't be on a team with a bunch of three-year-olds and, uh, and be the winner So that way. So. But, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. I do encourage you all to sign up for that and get involved in uh, that Bible Bowl. It's been a while since we've had one. and You learn so much information. And uh, you always remember that. So, so please sign up on the four-year board. Um, also, don't forget that January Potluck will be the last Sunday of the month, January the 30th. Um, media After Following Services will have our 1 o'clock service. There will be no 4 o'clock service. And everyone's invited to this fellowship meal. Um, Marvin and Rick, um, they're going to pass out the, uh, the survey. Uh, Raise your hand if you have not filled one out yet. All right, they're going to pass them out. So um, take an opportunity to fill the uh, survey out, put it in the white mailbox out in the foyer. Um, So that way, you know, we can, we're always trying to improve ourselves and try to get better. So this is your opportunity to have that voice and, um, and, you know, for us to be stronger together, um, to, uh, all right. We express our sympathy to Amber Payne. Uh, she lost her grandmother, um, Everly Hay. Uh, so uh, remember to continue to keep the Payne family in your prayers during this time. Visitation will be at, at uh, Roger Funeral Home. Saturday from 6 to 8, and the services will be this Sunday at 2 o'clock. Um, also, remember to continue to keep Marvin Jordan in your prayers. He remains at St. Mary's at this time. Uh, he had back surgery and had a uh, stent put in his back, and um, but he's doing better, but he still remains at St. Mary's. Uh, if you want to send him a card, he's at room 5180, 5180. Also, Meryl continue to keep Kristen in your prayers during this time. Keep James and that family in your prayers. Uh, they're going through a difficult time. Uh, just remember them in your daily prayers right now. Uh, Sue Powell had eye surgery today. Everything went well. Uh, she is back at home recovering from the surgery. But uh, Meryl continue to keep her in your prayers that she heals uh, soon. And also, I talked to Dan Wheeler um, last night Uh, He needs prayers. Uh, He's been in a hospital, a nursing home, uh, and he's now at home. He's been there for two years um, battling cancer. So remember to continue to keep uh, Dan Wheeler in your prayers at this time as well. Uh, That's all the announcements I have. Chris will have our devotional, and Mike Williams will have our closing prayers. Is there anything I may have missed? All right, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to come here this evening, Lord, to learn a portion of your word, to be able to apply it to our everyday lives, Lord, that we will continue being Christ-centered in our own lives, Lord, This continue to be with us as we as we pray to you, as we read your word, that we understand your word, and Lord, that that we can share it with others, Lord. Give us the strength to do that, always. Lord, we ask you at this time to continue to be with the elders here at Rome, Lord, and and the decisions they make. Be with them, be with their families, be with their wives, Lord, and, Lord, continue to be with our deacons in the work that they do here, Lord. Lord, we ask you at this time to be with the Payne family, Lord, and, and be with the Leap family, the loss of losing loved ones, Lord. Lord, we know that... They are with you, Lord, and and they are being comforted with you, Lord, and and being in awe in your glory. Lord, we continue to be with Marvin Jordan and be with Kristen at this time, Lord, and be with uh, Sue and Dan. Just be with them, Lord, be with the doctors and family members who are taking care of them, Lord. Lord, be with us throughout the rest of this week. Keep us safe, Lord. Let us continue walking in a Christian manner. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Five hundred
0: ninety eight, five ninety eight. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages, let his praises ring. glory in the highest hour, shout and sing, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing. Standing, standing on the of God our Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Song of invitation this evening is 544, 544, and before the lesson this evening, 572. Five hundred and seventy two <coughs> there's a call comes a ring or the restless ways Send the light, send the light. there are souls to rescue them. Send the light the blessing gospel the light, let it shine From shore to shore. Send the light, the blessing gospel, the let light, the light it shine. Christ-like spirit everywhere be found. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the Let it shine forevermore.
2: Good evening. It's been a really beautiful day, hasn't it? Nice day to stay inside and read a book. i uh, be turning to the book of Amos, Old Testament prophet of Amos. Sunday night we're talking about Uh, A king named Ahaz, he is probably the wickedest king in all of scripture, at least, certainly, top five, maybe top three. Um, He has got so much scripture surrounding him that uh, we just kind of have a little bit of overflow tonight. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on during Ahaz's time. Because I think there's some lessons there that we need to learn from, from this book, Amos, who's prophesying... The same time as uh, Ahaz is is king in the southern nation of Judah. Uh, But there's also some some dovetailing going on here that you just need to know the whole story so that you can get the most out of this text as possible. Amos is not a regular prophet. In fact, this seems to be the only time he prophesies. It's a one-off. God gives him a message uh, to go to a specific place and give them a specific message. The message is one of condemnation. Uh, He is to go to Beth El. Beth El is in the northern nation of Israel. uh, And they have been worshiping idols and living raucous, immoral, wicked lives for 200 years. And finally, God is fed up with their idolatry and their immorality. He's had enough, and he's cutting them off. And Amos is the first messenger that will go to the northern nation of Israel and say, God is done with you. It's over. You thought you were God's people. Once you were. But for 200 years, you've messed around and you've not cared at all what he's had to say. And finally, the time has come where grace has reached its end. And now judgment is the only thing that you can look forward to. Amos lives about 20 miles from Bethel. Bethel is, uh, in Hebrew, it's the house of God. And this place is kind of famous in the Old Testament. Uh, Abraham comes to this place, and he lives there for a bit. Jacob, his grandson, comes and he lives there, or at least stops over there for a night. And it's where he has his vision of uh, the angels ascending and descending the ladder. It's where he struggles With God, it's the house of God. But when Amos comes by there, several hundred years after Jacob's event, it's no longer the house of God. That's not a fair assessment of what's going on in Bethel. It's now the house of iniquity. So Amos comes with a message that this is no longer Bethel. This is a city called beth Aven. It's the house of sin. So you've kicked out God, Bethelites. You've kicked out God and you've replaced him with abject immorality and idolatry. This is the epicenter for idolatry in the, nor- in the northern nation of Israel. There are two of them. One in the extreme northern nation, uh, in the extreme northern city known as Dan. And then there's the southern city known as Bethel. Where Jeroboam I, 200 years ago at this point, instituted idolatry. Uh, he, much like Aaron made two golden calves, positioned one at Bethel and one at Dan, the southern and northern ends of his kingdom, and told the Israelites to go worship at these gods. They're the ones who brought them out of Egypt, and they were going to be the ones who were going to protect them from then on out. And they do. For 200 years, they do. It's kind of incredible. By the time Amos comes along, God is trying to get across A very simple point. Disobedience always has consequences. Disobedience always has consequences. Let's just pick apart this book for just a second. Then we'll talk about what it means for us. Uh, Amos chapter 2. Look in verses 4 through 5. Amos is going to start off this this section of his book uh, by condemning Israel's neighbors. And he's going to hit them all, every single one of Israel's neighbors, all their surrounding nations. Amos is going to condemn them. God has already condemned them. Isaiah, or, uh, Amos is just the mouthpiece. So God's condemned these people because of their wickedness, because of their idolatry. They're being condemned. Amos comes and he has that message for for the other nations, and Israel has to be sitting there thinking, "That's right." Ammon's getting punished. That's right. Edom's getting punished. These old, almost at this point, ancient rivalries that exist between Israel and her surrounding nations. Israel's got to be puffing out her chest thinking, finally, God is, is punishing these heathens. And then Amos points the finger at you, at Israel, and he says, you are the ones who are guilty of the greater sin than them. Because you knew you were God's people. You were aware of his standards, and you still spat in his face. So while they're going to get punishment, the greater punishment's yours. This is how he says it in Amos 2, verses 4 through 5. Thus says the Lord. He says that about 50 times in this book. It's a pretty short book. So this is not Amos' word. Like all the rest of Scripture, this is Yahweh's words. So thus says the Lord. For 3 transgressions of Judah and for 4 I will not revoke the punishment because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his statutes but their lies have led them astray those after which their fathers walked so I will send them so I will send a fire upon Judah and it shall devour the strongholds of Jerusalem their idolatry and their immorality had finally come to an end and they were about to pay the consequences for the lifestyle that they had led Flip over to Amos chapter 5. You'll see God's next train of thought. These consequences need not be borne. And even if they are required, you can still come back. Isn't that phenomenal? The consequences for living an idolatrous and an immoral life for for five generations. For as long back as anybody could possibly remember, Israel had been living the darkest, dankest, nastiest, wickedest life as a nation. There were some good people. There weren't very many good kings. In fact, only one or two good kings. But there were some good, good people in Israel. But for the most part, the nation was the darkest, blackest place you could set foot, which is incredibly ironic because God said that they were supposed to be a light to the nations. Instead of being a light, they were the darkness. The ones who knew God and ought to have been representing him well did not. But even at this point, Amos, through God, says, The consequences that you're about to have to endure, it's not the end. There can still be a return. He's always in the Old Testament talking about a remnant, a small piece of the people that will come to him. If their hearts are prepared, if they're wanting, longing for him, if they're ready to give over everything to follow him, he says, you are welcome in my family. Listen to what he says in Amos chapter 5, verses 4 through 7. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live. There's still hope, right? Amos comes with a devastating message. Had you been in the crowd that day? He, he just kind of walks into the city center. And I'm assuming, I'm picturing in my head, the golden altar and the golden calf. There that everyone had worshipped. There's all this ritual. People have grown fat and prosperous under this realm. Under, this, under Jeroboam II's reign. He's been reigning for about 40 years at this point, And he has increased the, uh, the land mass to what it was under Solomon's day. The people are prosperous. They have two houses. They've got a winter house and a summer house. And both houses are filled with ivory. But they're wicked. They're stealing from the poor. They're killing. They're evil, evil people. You don't have to read through uh, very far into Amos to find very many of their sins. But he delivers a devastating message to them. But here in Amos chapter 5, verse 4, God has this flicker of hope. And so if you're down and out, if you don't know where your next spiritual meal will come from if you don't think God could ever love you these people were unlovable they had done horrible things unconscionable things things that even Gentiles would shirk at but in verse 4 he says seek me and live there's still hope but do not seek Bethel, and do not, go, do not enter into Gilgal, or cross over to Beersheba, for Gilgal surely shall go into exile. Gilgal is another one of those places, much like Bethel, that has a lot of history there. Samuel ruled there, at least that was one of his stops on his circuit uh, through through Israel, as he judged. And it has a rich history of righteousness, but now they've, they've torn that down, and it's no longer the case And Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live. Amos is pleading with them. Lest he break out in like fire in the house of Joseph. And devour it with none to quench it for Bethel. He's just pleading with the people. So the consequences don't have to be born. But even if they are. There's still hope. If you're willing to seek him. Turn over to Amos chapter 7. God has a standard. We're familiar with that, right? God has A standard. He has a way that he would have you to live. Listen to what he says here in the opening uh, verses of Amos chapter 7. This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, he was forming locusts when the latter growth was just beginning to sprout. And behold, it was the latter growth that, after the king's mowings. When they had finished eating the grouse of the land, I said, O Lord God, please forgive. How can Jacob stand? He is so small. The Lord relented concerning this. It shall not be, said the Lord. So Amos, this guy that's from the southern nation of Judah, looks at God's plans for the northern nation of Israel and shows compassion for them. He's broken and terrified of what's going to happen to God's people if God does this thing. And so he pleads with them, don't send this pestilence. Locusts in his day were incredibly devastating. It was enough to, to, to kill a nation. To ruin their economy. And so God relents. In verse 4 This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, the Lord God was calling for a judgment by fire, and it devoured the great deep and was eating up the land. This thing burned up the ocean. That's how bad this fire was. And as uh, Amos again he pours his heart out, he has this incredible compassion on these people who would have killed him and left him dead on the road after having stripped him and beaten him still have compassion on them. Listen to what he says. Then I said, O Lord God, please cease. How can Jacob stand? He's so small. The Lord relented concerning this. This also shall not be, said the Lord God. So two times now, God has had a plan in which to punish Israel. And Amos has pleaded with him not to deliver on this plan because it would destroy Israel. And God has relented. But in verse 7, everything changes. And I wonder why. Listen to the way Amos phrases it. This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, behold, I'm setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate. And the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with a sword. The plumb line. You know what a plumb line does? If you've ever done con, uh, contractual work, you ever built anything, plumb line, you know exactly what it is, right? You pull the little line, the chalk comes down, and it makes a perfect line. God says, I had a perfect line. I had, I had a path that I wanted you to follow. And you knew the path, but you refused. That cannot stand. Judgment will come. It's unrelenting at this point. And so in 722, the Assyrians come in and they destroy the northern nation of Israel. And it never would never again. Be a nation. They're no longer a people. The people you know as Jewish people today come from the southern nation, from the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Uh, these people uh, were dispersed to the four corners of the world, and that was God's punishment for them. As we look at God's standard, we are the northern nation of Israel, are we not? We know the standard, we know the consequences, we're, be- we're fully aware. Of what he wants out of us. If we can't match up to that standard. There will be consequences. There will be judgment. There will be wrath. The good news is. God has a plan for you. No matter where you've been. No matter what you've done. No matter if you led a life like these people. Had led. Just the the darkest most despicable life possible. He has grace and mercy, and it abounds more than you could ever imagine. There's an ocean of grace. He allowed this to stand for 200 years. It's incredible how much disgrace he took to his name so that his people would hopefully come back to him. Amos was nobody special He was just a sheep herder He wasn't rich In fact, Amos has got two jobs He's got a side hustle uh, He, he uh, picks sycamore figs He has to travel down uh, From his home in Toccoa Down, to the, nor- uh, down, to the, down the mountain uh, To be able to, to pierce those things he's, no, he's nobody special But what did he do? When God gave him a job He did it And look at the results He warned an entire nation of God's impending judgment. God has a job for you. Are you willing and ready to do it? Have you bowed at his throne in worship and allowed him to change you? Have you been baptized into his blood, having your sins washed away? That's the only way you can get into his family because you can't make it on your own. You can't save yourself. You can't be good enough, you can't be perfect enough, you can't do enough, but once you get into Christ, he solves it all. He washes all the way he washes away all the sins. and then you've got an, a mediator who can stand in between you and God and take up your case, a defense counsel. So maybe you've already been baptized and tonight you just need a defense counsel. He's waiting on you tonight. Won't you come as you stand, as we stand and see 544,
0: 544. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I know I shall see in his beauty the king in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed. And forever I am.
3: Let's pray. Dear God, we can come to you at this time, Father, thanking you for the opportunity to be here uh, midweek to worship you, Lord. We're thankful for Chris's message and just a reminder, Father, of your mercy and your grace and and your love for each of us father and we know that you see us and we thank you for your plan of salvation and most of all for your son jesus that makes all of this possible and father we are mindful of so many that are, are hurting this evening those that were mentioned earlier we just continue to pray for each of them be with marvin uh, jordan as he recovers and be with Kristen and her family and and all the others lord and and uh, those that have lost loved ones recently just continue to be with them and bless them and be with the shut-ins, Father, and uh, those that live alone, Lord, during this time of the year. It could be very difficult. We just pray for each of them. And, and Father, just be with us as we uh, go to our Bible classes. We just are so thankful, Father, for your word that you, you give to us, Lord. And we just pray that we are good Bible students that will study from it and apply what we learn to our daily lives, Father, that we can be uh, better followers of you, that we can reach out and, and teach others, about your love and and bring more people to know you, Father. And just continue to be with us, watch over us, give us safe travels home tonight and a, a good night's rest. It's through Jesus Christ we do pray. Amen.